0: Welcome to SEG Church's podcast. We hope you enjoyed this message. And remember, you can always join us live online at seacoastgrace.org or on our YouTube and Facebook pages. We also have live outdoor services underneath our tent at Saturdays at 5 p.m. and Sundays at 9 a.m. Thanks so much for listening.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Super Bowl weekend. How are you guys doing? We are so excited that you guys are joining us. I want to give a special welcome to those who are joining us online. Welcome, welcome. And we have a special treat
2: because we have one of Seacoast's favorites over here, Trevor. He's back with us this weekend, so we're so excited. Why don't you all stand to your feet and let's begin worshiping? Here we go.
3: I close my eyes
1: and colors fly.
4: life
1: saturday was sad surely it was through but since when has impossible ever stopped Disappointment is Sunday's empty tomb Since when has impossible ever stopped you? Say, this is the sound of the dry bones rattling This is the phrase make a dead man walk away
4: We thank you that there's no death over our heads, there's no grave under our feet, there's no height or depth or anything that can separate us from your eternal love. We come here not to celebrate this moment, we come here to celebrate eternity, that even though this world is full of division at every single turn. When we turn to you, you are the what unites us. You are the only source of life. So God, we turn to you. We say thank you that you have shook death, that you have shook the enemy. You brought life and light and unity to all of us. And so we say thank you and we praise you for the one and only name that can make it possible. Jesus, we thank you in your name. Amen.
0: Amen, amen, guys. You guys may be seated. Well, hey, uh, I know what everyone's thinking right now is: uh, is that guy's shoulders really that big? And the answer is no. They're uh, they're padded, uh, and they just maybe put it on. Well, hey, uh, my name is Matt, and I am so excited that you guys are here. Um, I'm here just to tell you about a few things you guys need to know about. Number one, if you are new, just want to give you a spe- you know what? Actually, let's let's clap our hands for our friends who are new. So excited you are here. Um, so if you are new. Or, like, you like you haven't been here in a while, um, we're glad you're here, too. Over at our cafe, we have this famous thing called Butter Bars, and we have some uh, with your name on it. So make sure you stop right over there. Now, um, the next thing you need to know about is next weekend, February 13th and 14th, um, our kids' ministry is moving on inside. And they have been doing some awesome stuff for you guys. Yeah. They have been renovating... They've been sanitizing and cleaning and cleaning and cleaning, um, and they have some awesome stuff for your kiddos, so make sure you bring your kids next week uh, to all of the services um, either the Saturday night or the Sunday morning. Um, oh, yeah, bring them to all. You know, might as well. Um, and uh, also next weekend, February 14th, if you have a junior high or a high school student, um, big announcement for you guys is we are relaunching our youth ministries program on the weekend at nine in the morning. Yeah, it's awesome. So... We have uh, about, I don't know, 200-plus junior high and high school kids coming on a Wednesday night. But um, we want more of them because we just, we just love them. And so 9 o'clock next week, um, we're going to be launching a service just for them. It's got breakfast, which is free. I mean, that's awesome. Um, it's got worship. It's sermon-tailored just for them. To register your junior high or high school student, just uh, either go on our Instagram or on our website to do that. Very last thing is, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but uh, number one, you guys are the best church ever. Um, because, yeah, what's up? Uh, you guys have been literally donating... Uh, like thousands and thousands of meals, uh, literally all throughout COVID. And so we just want to say thank you. Our food drive has been such a hit with you guys. And so we just want to say thank you for your generosity and for your faithfulness. Now, uh, we kind of like to throw a little party here at Seacoast. And uh, there, I guess there's this thing called the Super Bowl coming up. I think it's like sometime in the next 24 hours or something. Um, and so our band has a special song for you guys. Take a listen. <laughs>
2: All right, so uh, if you've never been to one of our services on Super Bowl weekend, um, I'm not gonna lie, we kind of have to bribe some people to pry away from their TVs on these weekends, and so we, uh, we make sure that we have uh, like an extra amount of fun happening at the services, and so we have these traditions where we have had like, the SCG games for a number of years, and um, there are two teams. There's the winning team, my team, and uh, there's Doyle's team and uh, and so yeah yeah oh no I'm already talking trash that's right and so we're going to play some games in a moment and um, we're going to get some volunteers and get you guys involved a little bit um, but before we do that I am going to invite Trevor out because every good game has to begin with the national anthem so please welcome Trevor
1: perilous fight, o'er oh, the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming, and the rocket was still
2: let's play ball i don't know that's that's I don't the wrong know sport kick off. I, don't know kick off.
3: Kick off. I don't
5: know let's do
2: that's let's, let's do something okay uh so here's what we're going to need to do is uh we're going to need a volunteer um for each team two volunteers actually a guy and a girl for my team got a girl for his team um someone who feels fairly athletic and not afraid to uh stand in front of some people and throw a football so uh, i need a guy and a girl so my team by the way my team is this side right here and so we're gonna go like right down the middle all right so this right here is gonna be right down the middle some of you guys are just gonna have to decide all right so my side the other side all right here we go oh good you got you make you're getting the uh, the deflated ones is that what you're doing Brady is that what you got going on
5: hey by the way they wanted want to give me a Brady jersey but they were all sold out but there are plenty of those
2: <laughs>
5: it's not true they just didn't make it in his size anyway here we go
2: um, <clears throat>
3: <laughs>
2: you know the old versus young it's the whole suit okay anyway all right here we go so uh, who is feeling athletic on my team that would like to throw the ball uh i, I need a guy and a, like don't just say oh i want to do it no you've got to help me win okay you have to be legit maybe i've been a quarterback at some point in your life no is that is that have you been a quarterback right there in the hat do you feel like you could be a quarterback you feel like you have the spirit of the quarterback in you all right come on let's go all right <laughs> did you ever lady. stay
5: at a holiday inn <laughs> i don't
2: know <laughs> i need a house i, and I also need so you come on up with the hat yeah come on up all right and i need a lady who's going to uh throw for me here i think the appropriate
5: so, term is one wom- woman whatever maybe?
2: ladies and gentlemen i need a. i've got okay, a gentleman okay, i need okay. a lady anybody here anybody 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 just- yes right there Come on up. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. All right. My turn. Okay. My turn. My all turn. Right. Uh, I need some up. winners. I need a, a man and a woman. I have the hat here. right there. You've been. Yeah. All got the way come around on. Come on.
3: and up the stairs <laughs> I need a woman.
5: Right all right. Uh, come on. There's some stairs right in the back here. Come on back. And I need, I need a woman here. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Way back there. Yeah. Okay. You with the, with the yeah. Come on. Come on. Come on.
2: Your, your team seemed a lot more like.
5: They're they, in it. Yeah. They're, they're in very, it. Yeah. You're in trouble. They're very excited on that side. Yeah.
2: Okay. All right. So here's how this game is going to go. It's very simple. Uh, There are a bunch of hula hoops that are hung from the ceiling up there, as you can see. And so we have uh, a couple of the larger ones and then the smaller ones. So the the middle ones are worth one point. The side ones are worth, uh, did we say it was uh, three points? And then there's one in the very back called the impossible shot. It's five points if you get through that. Now, if you get through two, you win. Okay. You win. If you hit the back one, we're going to give you three. If you break one of our lights, we're going to give you... Uh, uh, Ready?
5: We need to shake hands. We'll do this. Come on. Come on. All right.
3: Come on on up here, guys. Come on on, on on, up up here. All right. Come on
2: up
5: here. Oh, you're over there. Go. Just go over there. Don't even talk to me. All right. What's your name? How are you? Jeremy Jeremy
2: and what is it? Cherie. All right. Jeremy and
5: Cherie. Chris Chris and Sammy. Sammy. Chris and Sammy. All right. You guys see the hoops that they're talking about there? Okay. So that one, that one, that one back there. Okay, good.
2: All
5: right. So. uh, Uh, No, 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 no. no, Those are mine. Those are mine. (laughs) Where did you put mine? Oh, there they are. Great.
2: That's fine. No, that's fine. I get it. That's fine. Here. Did you want to sanitize those first? No,
5: just when they come back. We will. <laughs> I brought this just in case. Oh,
2: by the way, um, if you're by any of the fire, try to
5: not let it Here's what's fall over really funny, is they put Denise to, to guard that. Denise, can you even reach? Honestly,
3: <laughs>
5: I need a big old, ugly dude that might get hit in the face right there. All right, I go on, jump down there. You got it. <laughs>
2: Okay. All right. So we're gonna alternate. So, so what are we do? It's gonna be one uh, throw for us, one for you, alternate, and we're gonna see uh, who can get the most points. All right. Who wants to go we first? We do ladies first. You, you wanna go first? All right. Grab a okay. football. Here we we'll go. we let them go first. So you first gotta strategize. You need gotta need figure do out which You want which him point. to go first I would. I would go for just trying okay. to get so in there. So any the, of I, those? They're those? gonna be so bad. The yeah, the they're gonna be so bad. You're not gonna get the high high point. You hit people. That's bonus points. All right. Age. She says. She
5: says. What if I hit people? What do we have? Christians here. Of course you going
2: to. Okay. Age before beauty. Go
5: ahead. Um, excuse me. Oh no! Sorry.
2: All right, you uh, you want to? Uh, She's got it.
5: Go. Okay. Just Here do go. it. Just do it. Do it. Yes. Oh. oh! And and check out the sound okay. man. That's extra. All I right, love that. All, all right. All right. All right. Can, can, we, good uh, job. can we bring good job. down
2: these lights a little bit and bring the house lights up? Is that possible so that we can see? Because like, it, yeah. there, we there we go. There we go. There we go. There we go. Okay. All right. You ready? Here we go. Oh.
3: oh!
5: That, was close. Was, that, that was close. That was, was that close. That was close. No, no, no. That's a half a no, point. No, no. That That's a half a point. No, no. At oh, least, right? You're gonna make up the rules as we go, <laughs> yeah. as always. Yeah, kind no. of. don't pay attention. Just go, <laughs> man. Go. Whoa! I thought we had All it. Right. Took out the lighting guy now.
2: Okay, That's wait, good. Now We're doing shaking. good. All right. So let's, All right. Go for this, let's go for this one right here.
5: Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh. oh! All right, you ready? Okay, you got this this time. You got it, no doubt oh, about up. it. You're up. Whoa, a little higher, a little higher, a little right, higher. You ready? Here All we right, go.
2: this is you. This is
5: you. Yep, you had it. Which one you want? What do you think? Yeah! Hey!
2: Hey! Whoa! Hey, you're kind of wishing that was a half a point now, aren't you? No, no, yeah. All right, you ready? All right, here we go. Right Right here. This is you. Yep, yep, yep. All right, all right. From where I was, that looked like it was in. Yeah, I thought that was in. So, all right, here we go. You ready? There it wasn't. No, no, no. Uh huh. Okay, you ready? So this is. Wait, wait. Sorry. Hold on. Hold on. So it's three each. So this is your third, right? Okay, this is your last one. All right? So she's we got, got one more round free. each. All right. This is the last round. Here last, we go. All right. So We've got Oh, Whoa, that was close. So that was close. close. So close.
3: All there right. it
5: is. There it is. Nope. 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 I, I can feel
2: much. my second victory coming on. Here we go. 3 or 4. You
5: get 3 or 4. 3. 3 throws. That's all right.
2: Hey. So it's it's one. What do you guys have again? Zero, that's right, zero. Okay, Uh, so I believe it's your
5: last turn, right?
2: they have already thrown three. Oh, you're already done. Well, wait, we did
5: the same as you. How many did you guys throw? We
2: got three and three, so now it's your and I's turn to see uh, if, uh,
5: see how you can do. Yeah. All right, here we go. Right, all right, Dole, let's see
3: what
2: you got,
5: Dole. How many is the one in the back?
2: Uh, that's five points. You how say, many are two? Uh, those ones are, what did we say are those two or three? I can't remember. Three. The small ones are three. No, send. no, no. If
5: I go through both of them. Oh, that's times.
2: an automatic win. But why don't you just try for something. How many are we
5: throwing? One or, or more?
2: We'll do a couple. We'll see how it goes. All right, here we go.
5: Here's my first one.
2: All right, here we go. I can't <laughs> do it. Don't underhand it. Why? You are, you're going to, I know, I know it. I know you're going I'm to. I'm not it. only going to
5: underhand it, I'm going to knuckleball it all the way through both of them. All right. <laughs> oh not even close I would have been so happy if you broke that light <laughs> <laughs> not the people sitting under it so they would happy. have been upset So
2: should we just go for the dominant like oh, just go for the win. so we should go for the small one is where you're saying that's fine that's fine here we go uh-uh. nah nah I, thought I that
3: don't was think in. so
2: here we go who's in was that it
5: no, it, w- it was short. I'm okay. honest. I'm all honest. All right, all right, right, Here
2: we go. Last one. You ready? Or you all want right. to do one more?
5: I want to do one more because that one, I just got warmed up on that. All right, here we go. <laughs> all right, here we go. All right. Last one. Last
2: one. Here we go. Ah, I missed the worst. All right, here we go. This is what it looks like to get it through the small one. Here we yeah, go. Yeah,
5: right. Yeah. No, no. It's that we weren't as close as they were. Yeah, that's true. All
2: right. Hey, well, winning team. Right Wait, we here. have a winning team. the winning team?
5: Thank you guys. Baskets. Sorry. I didn't help thank you either. You so so much. I got three throws too. I got nothing. So thank, thank you guys.
2: guys. You guys did a great job. Thank you guys so oh, much. Nice. Fantastic. You guys. Give me
5: a hand. Thank you guys. Great job. Okay.
2: Yeah. Um, I just want to, I just want to point out that would be two years in a row that I have won
5: uh oh we're not done yet we still got another service tomorrow victory my friend another service tomorrow oh
2: yeah i forgot okay. yeah yeah so we'll no, do it again tomorrow okay, okay. okay. Yeah. so um here's the deal is since it is kind of a fun weekend and we're doing things a little bit differently um and this weekend is all about teams of course uh we're going to be watching some sports teams and the thing about faith is it is a team sport and we talk about this all the time this is why we always are pushing rooted groups and being in community and things like that and so Around here, um, we have teams. We have different teams that do different things. And one of the teams that we have is a teaching team. And you probably know some of these folks. And so we've invited them to come uh, with Doyle and I and to kind of, why is that so far? Tim, what are you doing? Are you... Do you this is youth. This is youth staff for you. I don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. They're, they're crazy.
5: Hey, by the way, Tim made it through. Uh, I know, first. I throw, know, by I know. I just know. want you to know I that. didn't want him to get all caught and And by the way, I just stuff. saw your two uh, participants they're over there talking on their way. I think they're planning a, a, a celebration party. I'm not
2: kidding. <laughs> they're okay. Hey.
3: They're
2: going to say okay. So, I invited uh, some of our team members to come up, and we're going to talk about what it looks like to build a team, um, especially a team of here, faith and right people here. who can walk through this journey with you. And so, um, why don't you guys just introduce yourself real quick? Yeah, my name is Matt awesome people that were state chants. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah. Uh, Matt, student ministries, which you talked about is opening up yep. next weekend on the weekends. And uh, did we you see sure. that the babies and toddlers and all that's opening up too?
0: Inside. They're moving
2: inside. They're everybody, but also the babies are opening up for the that's first happening. time next yeah, weekend. Happening. So we're very excited about that. Uh, and then we have right here.
6: Yeah, my name is Autumn, and I do community life here. So over kind of a lot of the care and recovery and rooted and women's and all the fun things.
2: Good. So I, you know, I do feel like it's a little cocky for you to be wearing a UCLA uh, that you didn't have to buy because you went there. I would have wore a Biola one if I knew that's what we were going for this weekend. Colors, kind of. Yeah. I mean,
6: I knew there was some kind of sports game going on, and this is it. This is all I have. All right.
2: All right. And then you are Pastor Dole. Pastor Dole, aka your dad. All right, Pastor Dole. Uh, So he. Here's kind of the concept, is one of the ways that we talk about teams around here and building teams on our staff and within our church is, is uh, actually came from a book that we read. I mean, this book is 20 years old now, and it's Jim Collins' Good to Great. And you've probably read it before if you're in business or any kind of leadership, it's kind of a must read. And uh, in that book, he gives this metaphor for how to build teams. And we've kind of just gone with the metaphor because it makes a lot of sense. And the, the idea is, is that every company and, and the people within the company, the team is uh, like a bus. And so I, we took this and we just applied it to life and to faith and everything. And so the whole idea is everybody is on a journey going somewhere. And so all of us are going somewhere. We're going on a faith journey. We're going on a relational journey, a financial journey, an emotional journey. Sometimes it feels like a roller coaster, but we're all on a journey, right? And the, the idea is, is we're going to be traveling somewhere. We have a destination that we're going to arrive at, no matter who you are. Don't, I don't care what you believe. I don't care if you're a church person, not a church person, Christian, not a Christian. Is everybody, you, you can't be neutral. Is everybody is going somewhere. And so um, as we travel on this life journey, we're going to have people that travel with us. And so we get to determine who's going to be on the bus with us. And so we're going to talk about what does it look like to, and he talks about this in the book, is get the right people in the right seats on the bus. And so each of us are going to kind of lay out what that looks like, but one of the things I was thinking about as we were talking about um, getting the right people on the bus and in the right seats and also the right resources is we have to determine the destination. What is our desired destination? Where are we going? Where is this bus headed? Where, Where are we going in life? And so as Christians, that answer is pretty straightforward for us, is we're following Jesus, is we're trying to become more like him, we're trying to build his kingdom, and the navigation system, if you will, is the scripture and the Holy Spirit, and so for us, that's where our bus is going, and we could kind of follow the analogy, and we could say, Jesus is driving the bus, and you know, Jesus take the wheel, but we won't go there, okay? Um, But I want to talk about these three things, is getting the right people in the right seats, and giving them the right resources in order to accomplish or order to arrive (laughs) where you want to arrive. And so, um, Matt, you're gonna talk about the right people. Right seats. Oh, right seats, you're right people. You guys got out of order. Okay, right people. Do you want to switch?
6: We really, Cody couldn't, you know, couldn't calculate Mm -hmm. that. I couldn't remember. Okay, sorry. Okay, so I am talking about how to get the right people on your bus. Um, So, obviously, there are some people that are on your bus that were you were born and they were on your bus and you don't really get to necessarily pick those folks um, but everyone else that's on your bus you kind of get to pick them. You get to pick who's going to be there and and who's not and so when you are thinking about who's going to be on your bus a lot of us really just kind of think okay well do I think that person's funny or you know are they willing to get on and so you know they're willing to be part of my life okay great I'm just happy they're there. But um, we really, in, in the faith journey, the light, you know, the faith journey of your life, you really need to be kind of discriminating about who is actually you're going to allow to influence you and to be on your bus and, and to take on this journey with you. And so I have kind of a list of characteristics that you need to look for in the people who are going to be on your bus. So um, they, they need to be people that have character. Um, They're they're the kind of people that their lives um, are actually reflect what's inside of them, and that's good. Like, that's good stuff. Because a lot of people, their lives will reflect what's in them. It's not not that great. And so you want people that are actually reflecting the good stuff inside of them. So people that love you, um, that love others, and that love God. You know, that kind of covers pretty much everything. But they're honest, they're trustworthy, they're faithful, they're hopeful, they're generous, they're sacrificial. Those are the kind of people that you're going to be, that you you want to recruit to be on your bus. And um, so you might be asking, okay, well, how do people get on your bus? Like, how do you get people on your bus? And so your bus is, it makes stops, you know, in your life, it makes stops. And so um, obviously you've got the folks that are just, on your bus by, by default, we're going to talk a little bit about that, um, but you you pick people up throughout your life, you know, you, you, you step out your front door, and you got neighbors, and they're probably on your bus a little bit, and then you've got um, people that you go to work with, and those people are on your bus, um, but there's one place that really God has given us um, to get a lot of the right kind of people on our bus, and that is church. Um, you guys can come to church, and you can get some of the right people on your bus, um, it, a lot of that, that the people getting on are, are not necessarily going to be here on the weekends. You might see them on the weekends, but the way to really get folks on board with you is to join a group, um, start serving, get yourself into a smaller community of people that you really know and who care about you and love you um, and can actually have the ability to speak into your life and, and you can speak into theirs. Um, so Cody wanted me to say that you need to prepare um, that there are going to be stops um, on, in your life and there's gonna be sudden stops and so some people that you want on your bus are gonna get off they're gonna move away they're gonna have you know different things happen in your life and so you need to know that having the right people in your life I'm a holder honor like I like feel like I would really prefer nothing to ever change in my life and all the people that I've invested in to just stay there for forever and so it's really hard for me and I get bitter when people leave me um, but we have to be prepared for that and we have to know that some people are in our lives like for a specific reason you know we're on a soccer team or you know we've decided that we're going to play bridge together or whatever you're, you're doing that that's a, a reason that you guys are on I know bridge it's whatever
2: delicious. well I was like pickleball, you yeah. Play
6: pickleball <laughs> yeah, yeah
5: much more active hey
6: I'm on a roll here guys <laughs> Um,
5: Bridge?
6: I played cribbage with my grandpa. Well, cribbage is a good one. Oh, okay. is a good one. Okay. Anyway. I
0: don't
4: even
6: know what that is. Um, so, some pe- people are going to be in your life for a reason, a season, or they're going to be in your life for a lifetime. And so, you need to recognize that sometimes people need to get off your bus, and it's okay. They were just there for a reason or a season. Um, but there are some special people that God is going to put in your life that are going to stay there for a lifetime. And you're, you really aren't going to ever know who those people are um, until maybe you get to the end of your life and like, hey, that person was on there for the, the whole ride. That's pretty awesome. Um, and a few of us are lucky enough to have that. Um but uh, I, I wanted to talk to you about somebody that you don't want to have on your bus, and that's kind of what we've been focusing on in this whole detox series is about the toxic people. Um, there are sometimes, somehow, people get on your bus and they are just toxic to your life, and you need to just get those folks off of your bus. There's a quick example in the Bible. There's um, the church was just launching in Acts and there was a couple people. There's this guy named Barnabas and there's um, these two married couple named Ananias and Sapphira. And Barnabas, they both kind of did the same thing. They both sold land and then gave the money to the church. Um, But Barnabas showed his character and his commitment to where the church was going um, by just being an encourager and not holding anything back. And then Ananias and Sapphira, um, they actually lied and kind of were sneaky about the way that they gave their money, and um, and they they got kicked off the bus. Um, they actually got they died, um, <laughs> but uh, they, they they got, got, they, more
5: vote, got yeah, the they got voted out of the out out the the off the island. They got voted off the island, but
6: but you know right after that story in Acts, it, you can kind of see the reason is because the Barnabas goes out and just launches ministry. He launches Paul into ministry. It's you know this is that God knew who was gonna was in it for the long haul. And you might find times in your life that um, that you need to get people off of your bus. And I had a time in my life um, when I was young that I was driving down my little road, or Jesus had the wheel, and I had decided that I was, I kind of wanted, I saw something on the side of the road that I wanted to go towards. And so I kind of started pulling it towards the wheel, and I had a bunch of folks on my bus that were, the right kind of people, but I kind of pushed them to the back and oh, my bus is a pretty loud place. So like they're yelling at me that I'm driving off the road, but I had this whole group of people at the front of the bus with me being like, "Yeah, we want to go off-roading in the bus. It's going to be awesome." And um and I actually uh had to get to a place where I realized like my bus was not meant for off-roading and I had to make a stop and I had to get those those folks off the bus. And um, and that can be really painful, um, you know. In some ways, getting people off your bus is a lot easier than getting them on. Um, in this world, you can just stop calling them. Um, <laughs> that that Super w- yeah Definitely yeah. You to toast them? Um, but you know sometimes sometimes you know. So I would recommend that you have like a conversation, a healthy conversation. But um, okay, Autumn, let's, yes,
2: let's be honest for a second here, okay? We talked about this during the week, and I said, look, here's, here's how the, the analogy works sometimes, is sometimes people <laughs> gotta get off the bus, and you're right, it's for a season, it's for a reason, they're great, but you know what, it's just, they're moving, we're moving, it's just time, right? Yeah. And so you open up the door and you just usher them out, and you say, you Give know, a you've hug. Been, you've been great, I, you know, I wish the best for you. And then there's other people that you may or may not slow down the bus and just kick them out as you're driving, <laughs> yeah. And then as you see them in the rear mirror, you just throw it in reverse and just make sure that they're not ever gonna get back <laughs> on any bus. You know what I'm saying? Is that is that too much? Is that <laughs> I I, I think that's too much. <laughs>
6: I was thinking about, like, family. That's not what
2: Jesus would do. I'm just following That's just the instructions. It's okay. Cody. Yeah, right.
6: I was thinking about, like, the family members that you maybe can't get off your bus. But yeah. I was thinking you could hitch a trailer. That's like, true. Like, you could just kick them out the door you, and put them you know in the trailer. strap
2: them on the top of your bus? There you go. You know? There just you like, go. You're like, you're fine up there. Oh, I hear yep. you knocking. All yes. right, buddy.
6: Have a good one. No? Yeah. So, there are obviously, there are people. And and so, you guys know how to get people off your bus. you <laughs> Oh, God. It's <laughs> coming. So the last thing I want to say is that sometimes when you get the wrong people off the bus, it frees up space for people, the right people to get back on. And um, so the time in my life where I really did stop and and clean off my bus, um, some really important people got on the bus and took their seats. And so like all of my college roommates who I'm still best friends with and the guy who fills this shirt out quite nicely got uh, on my bus, okay. and uh, he's still there. So, How does um, your
5: husband feel about that? Yeah.
6: <laughs> no, <laughs> so it's him. him. It's dad him. Joke. It's him. Yeah. So, yeah, at the time of my life when I did that cleaning, God brought the people that I had I needed in my life, and he brought them there. And, um, and they're all still on my bus. Yeah.
2: So the big so. picture, obviously, is you know, we look at Jesus for an example is one of the first things he does is he's launching his ministry and he's, you know, doing life as he gets a team. Yep. He gets a team of guys, 12, that come and um, they do life and ministry with him. And so if Jesus needed a team, we definitely need a team, right? Is uh, we have this idea that because we feel like we're individuals and we, and we are in a highly individualistic culture is we can do life on our own. We don't need anybody. We're gonna pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and that's just silliness is we're made to be in relationships. We're made to have a team, and so we've got to not only build a team, and pretty much everybody's got to have a team. Whether you, you are intentional about who's on the bus and who's not, you will have people that are traveling with you, and so the people who are going to have the best folks on the bus are the people who are intentional about getting the right people on the bus and getting the wrong people off of the bus, and um, and so not only is it about, and you know, we've heard this growing up. This is nothing new. As Our, our mothers have said, since day one, you know, you are who you hang out with. Well, of course, this is true. This is obviously true. And so we have to be um, doing life with people who are um, not just, and this is, I was thinking about this, is are not just good people, but people who are heading in the same direction. People who are the right people are not necessarily, and this is going to be a little bit, um, a little bit maybe controversial, is
5: more than running over people. Okay, maybe not, not not as bad bad as
2: that, not as bad as that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, sorry. Some of you are, some, okay. Uh, I got some amens. That's probably, the, that's probably the most, like, uh, relatable thing I've said for a while. For some people, they're just like, oh yeah, <laughs> oh, Jesus, we can do you that? You, okay, yeah, no, that's great, um, is, is, is you got to have people, not just that you like, but people that you want to be like. Okay, there's a big difference there's a lot of people that I like to hang out with. I do not want to be like them in any way. And the people you want on your bus are people that not necessarily you like, although, you know, that's going to be uh, important, Is but people you want to be like. Is there going to be good influences on you? And the big, the big thing about friendship, and here's the misconception about friendship, is we think that friendship is two people looking at each other going, you're the best. No, you're the best. You're so fun. No, you're so fun. You fill out that jer- You'll fill out that jersey one day, you know, like it's just, yeah, that's just speaking not. Speaking
5: from experience. Yeah, trust
2: me, you'll get there. Um, I don't want to. That's not, that's not what friendship looks like. It's not two people just like, we really enjoy each other. It's, we're friends. You know, do you know what that's from? Friend. No, it's no, it's also old. Mo- you'll get there. And, it, and uh, by Here's the way, did you quote Dumb and Dumber? Yeah, I did. I've never yeah, I been did. in a church And by the way, that dumb. last one, that last one, Chris Farley. So I got a whole genre going right now. You know, there's I a thing called a Bible. You may want
5: to start quoting that as opposed to Chris
2: no, I'll do that Farley.
5: Yeah. It's probably
2: helpful when you were there when it was written, but that's
5: fine. <laughs> so. Man, you're quick. <laughs> I, I may have, it may have been written about me, actually, <laughs> right. Dumb and Dumber. Anyway. Okay,
2: so anyway. Um, Real quick, let me finish this thought, is we think friendship is just looking at each other, being buddies, we have so much in common, we like each other, no, no, no. Real friendship is we're both looking in the same direction, we're shoulder to shoulder, and we say, that's where we're going, and then we journey together. That's what a lasting friendship looks like it's people heading in the same direction so we have the right people on the bus they're going to be going in the right direction have the right character and then once they're on the bus we have to find the right seat for them and so if you look at jesus he not only had 12 but he had these three and he said now on the bus these three guys are going to be sitting closest to me and there's going to be uh, a little bit more uh, intimacy in those relationships and so that's the same with our life is for example um, the person who is sitting right next to me in my seat is my spouse but there's a ton of other seats and they have different functions on the bus. And so, Matt, tell us about that.
0: Yeah, yeah, so um, like what Otto was saying, it's not just you need to have the right people, but maybe even equally as important is that they are in the right places in your life, right? Or these can, the circles of your life in some sense of the way. Um, this is a huge faith component to this as well. We have been talking about kind of week in and week out this idea that faith is a team sport, right? The reality is you and I were never designed to be doing life alone and you're never gonna find the purpose for your life alone weeks back have talked about that God created you on purpose and for a purpose. One of those purposes is to have the right people in the right places in your life so that you can be accomplishing the right things. And so um, when you think about whether it be faith or maybe just any sports team, success can really only be realized as we fit into a larger whole, like Cody was saying, as we chase a common goal, right? We're, we're going in the same direction. And so I say all of this because being a Christian and living with the intentionality of becoming the right person and staying in the lane of your purpose, um, I think the right people and the right seats in your life are of utmost importance to that. I like the way that uh, a famous pastor named Annie Stanley says it. He says, uh, everyone ends up somewhere, few people end up there on purpose. So the question I guess I want to spend just a few minutes if you're answering is this question here, how do we end up where God wants us to be? How do we get the right people and the right seats really in our lives? Now, I'm gonna quickly just talk about three types of people that for me, as I've applied this in my life, my life has, has changed. It's gotten, it's gotten a lot better. The three types of people I think that you need in your life, or I'll say the three seats that I think you need in your life to become who God created you to be is these three seats here. Number one, you need someone ahead of you. So you need, you need a, a mentor who's giving you a new model of what it looks like to uh, uh, be a Christian, um, uh, to be financially secure, insert whatever it will be. We'll, we'll get into more details in a second. The second person you need is someone beside you. Now, this is not just your spouse. This is, all, this is your closest friends, the people that you're doing life with, that you're spending and doing your life with. And then finally, you need someone behind you. And I'll, and I'll, I'll clarify that in a, in a second. Each one of these people, as they sit around in your life, in your circle, are vital, are super important for you now to becoming who God wants us to become. So for the sake of time, let's jump really quick into this. The first seat is a mentor. This is someone who is ahead of you in life. Now, this is basically, if I could make it short, it's this phrase here. I will not attempt to lead myself by myself. Right? Years ago, Cody, you, you uh, in a youth staff meeting, I remember, um, you kind of said that you can break a person down into maybe six different arenas of the life. You said there's a spiritual component, a physical, emotional, relational, financial, educational. If you were married, then there's seven. You advised our, our youth team to basically find a mentor in each one of these arenas so that you can become all that God wants you to become. And so I have, I have because of his advice in my life, I have a mentor in literally every one of those arenas. Um, And so, uh, not to brag on them, but my my faith mentors, they probably know who who they are. It's Doyle and Cody. And um, they have done three things, whether directly or indirectly, I don't know if they know this, in my life that has really helped shape me to become the person I am today. The very first thing they've done is both of them saw me not for who I was currently, but who I could be with God and their help. Cody, you'll be the first to tell everybody that I was a disaster in high school. Yeah, Yeah, big disaster. Um, and I was a mess, right? I was hanging out with the wrong people, doing the wrong things, ultimately becoming the wrong person, and Cody and Dole, they, 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 they looked into my life, and, and they saw something. I don't know what you guys saw. You probably don't still see it, but uh, you, you guys came alongside me and, and, and spoke life into me. The second thing they did was they would actively say to me what they saw in me, so they would say things um, like, hey, this is what I see you're really good at. Have you ever thought about, I had my whole life planned out. I was going to join the military. I, was, I wanted to eventually be in the FBI, and that was kind of what my family kind of does. And, and Cody kept saying, hey, I, I, think, I think you should do this internship, so he offered me that. Then I think you should maybe, uh, uh, you know, stick around here for a little bit longer and things like that, maybe before you go to the Army or whatever, whatever it may be. And it was those moments, which is the number three thing, which is that he started a process to develop me. He opened up opportunities. He gave me an internship. Doyle um, continues to pour into me to make me the pastor that I am today.
2: One of the things I didn't say, though, is to marry my sister. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. But your dad did. Come up and... No, just
2: kidding.
0: um, (laughs) Fine. Where am I in your bus? All right. uh, Am I the guy on the top? I feel like it. All right. All right.
2: I was like, yeah, come on the bus. I'm like, I don't want you to live here. Yeah, you're like,
0: <laughs> you know? you're like bro, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> I was thinking
6: you were one of those seasonal people. Yeah, what's yes, going yes. on, man? Oh, lifelong, bro. Lifelong. <laughs> oh.
0: All right. Um, all right, let me give it a little application because I'm running out of time. All right, you got to find people on your bus or you got to get people on your bus who, like Cody said, who have gone where you want to go or are accomplishing what you want to do. Now, I'm talking spiritually speaking, financially, educationally, occupationally. Insert whatever it may be. Find a mentor who has done what you want to do and invite them to be a mentor into your life. The second seat is your spouse or the closest people to your friends. This is the person that sits beside you. Now, like Cody said, it is our friends and the person we marry or the person you are married to that really does determine the quality and the direction of our lives. Now, this isn't a, um, like something we just teach like 13-year-olds, right? We teach everybody this because it's a lifelong principle. And so if you have the wrong friends in your life, whatever that may mean to you specifically, like Autumn was saying, you may need to make a pit stop, and not like Cody was saying, and gently maybe let them, let them off, off off your bus in some sense of the way. Now, why? Well, Paul says in 1 Corinthians this, don't fool yourselves. Bad friends will destroy you. Now, if you're like me, you're like, I'm immune to the principle, right? You're not. You're not, right? And, and so um, we're not immune to it. The Bible doesn't say it, they may. It says, no, they will ruin you. So the big question is, how do you know if your friends are the right people and they're sitting in the right seats? Or maybe you're here tonight and uh, and you want to get married. How do you know that individual is going to be the right person and that they should sit right beside you as you guys do life together? I guess my one little piece of advice would be this right here. You need to look for people who share common values. That's what Cody was talking about, not just common interests. It's cool that you like playing pickleball together, whatever it is. (laughs) But make sure that the individual has the same values that you do, right? You're chasing the same common goal. That's how you know that these are the individuals that you have placed right beside you in your life, that they are the right types of people, and they should be sitting right there because they are the people that share the same worldview. They have the same values. They're going to spur you on to accomplish what truly matters, and if you maybe steer off course, they're going to be the people that are going to maybe hold you accountable. The last seat, and I'll try to do this quickly, is um, someone that's behind you, and this is anyone that you would define as someone that's behind you. Now, I don't mean like an egotistical sense, right? But There's a reality that each one of us has spheres of influence. Somebody that we are positively and negatively influencing some capacity in some way. There's also somebody in your life that needs to learn from you. Now, um, you may, like me, have some people in your life that aren't followers of Christ. You need to know that the only—I'll say it this way. There are people in your life and there are people in my life that will never read their Bibles, but they will read your life. And so what are they learning about the character, about the nature, about the personality, about the generosity, and the love— Of the god that we say we worship see for me this spurs me on to live with some type of intentionality knowing that there are people in my life that are in my bus that are looking and evaluating is that a religion that i want to be a part of is that a god that i that's worth following in some capacity in some way and so if i truly believe that there's some people in my life the only bible they're going to be getting is me in their life that's going to change the way that i I see opportunities the way that i love and the way that I, i sacrifice and maybe even open up an opportunity to share the gospel with them Maybe you're a parent, and so this, if you understand this idea that more is caught than taught, in other words, your, your kids, I do youth here, uh, they're going to follow more of what you do than necessarily than what you say. If you believe in more is caught than taught, that's going to change the way that, that you parent. Or maybe there's some younger people in your life, um, and they, wanna, they, they want the, the marriage that you have. Maybe you're further along in your career, and they, 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 they're just up and coming in some capacity or some way. If you begin to see yourself as there are people behind you, and they're, they're looking at, uh, to develop a pattern of, to do life in some capacity, in some way, that helps us live with some type of intentionality. And when you think about it—I'll well, I'll begin to wrap up here— I think we live in a society that's overly obsessed with, with, being, with being young, right? From wrinkle creams to, like, miracle supplements, we're bombarded daily with the desire to, to be young. And so being young, I may have energy, but what I need from you guys is, is, is wisdom, right? The young may have uh, maybe more time, but what they lack is knowledge. What they lack is discernment. What they lack is, is experience. Knowing that you have people behind you means that you matter hugely. came across a study from uh, the Big Brothers, Big Sisters of America that took place in the 1980s. The psychologist um, gathered a a hundred young people. They didn't really define what young people meant, but they gathered a hundred of them and uh, randomly assigned mentors to half of them. So 500 of them got mentors. In 18 months, um, they compared the young people who had mentors with the young people who did not, and uh, the contrast was unbelievable. Here's what it said. There was a 46% difference in drug use, a 50% difference in school absence, and a 33% difference in violent behavior. So this conclusion was undisputable, and it's this. And I'll quote: Young people need relationships with people in front of them in life. Now, when you think young people, you may be thinking age. I don't want you to think that. There are people who are younger than you in their faith and they're the same age. There are people who have marriages that are around you that are suffering, but yours is strong. And so, when, I, when you think of young people, don't necessarily just think of age. And so, I say all of this as I, I'll hand it over to dole in a second. Um, there are people that are behind us, and I want to challenge us to, to see that we have incredible opportunities. Um, to move them forward in faith, to move them forward in life. And so the challenge is to live with intentionality. So I'll wrap up just to remind you guys, the three, uh, the three seats are this. You need someone ahead, you need someone besides, and you need someone behind.
2: Yeah, so we got the right people, we got the right seats, and then one we added that wasn't a part of the book but we thought was important was giving them the right resources. So if you have all these people and you imagine we go, and you know um, you have those plexiglass dividers that the kids have in school now? If you're in one of those and you have all of this other stuff in place, it's not going to do any good for you. So you've got to give them the right resources, the right, right tools. And so, Doyle, what, what does that look like?
5: So a couple of things. I think this is super important stuff. You're going, we heard this talk when you're in youth group, whatever. Yeah, but you haven't learned it yet, so we're giving it again. <laughs> uh, and I know that because I still struggle with these things. And, and let me give you a different example, okay? Um, because I think that as we go through life, even as a pastor, um, I had one mentor for 15 years I met with and, and, and just, you know, just listen and learn and, and I have other mentors that, so, uh, you were talking about the right people the, uh, uh, on the bus. You were talking about the right seats on the bus. Uh, a couple things. One, uh, so example people, a lot of what we think about when we think about the right people on the bus, we think about the peers, those who are sitting next to us and we need to be careful. We need to be aware of that because we will become like them. And, and you've gotta be, and so there is, if I were to mess up the analogy a little bit, there's people in the seat next to you, there's people in the seat across the aisle, and there's people at the back of the bus back there who are on your bus, but they're a ways away. And there's a reason for that. You don't want them influencing you. You're trying to influence them. There's gotta be a, a distance there. So for me, early on, I learned, I learned this from two ways. One was a book. It was a book that I recommend to everybody. It's a simple little book. I read it when I was in my 20s and it just gave me a heads up on some stuff. This guy, a guy named Gordon McDonald and, uh, and he wrote this book called Ordering Your Private World. Just a simple little book. And I think it was in that book or his next book. It may have been Restoring Your Spiritual Passion. One of those two books. He talks about the five kinds of people in your life. And uh, two of the, the groups will drain you, very draining people. And you need to keep those people, if they're gonna be on your bus, you feel like they should be on your bus, you gotta keep them a few seats away. And then there's very resourceful people who are, they don't have to be right next to you. They don't have to be right next to you. They can be a few seats up, but you can holler at them when you need some input. Uh, and so that, that, that is also helpful. Um, there's very important people uh, who sit with you and walk with you and, and they go through. And so there's this, this kind of concentric circles away from you in the seats of the bus that you need to be aware of. You also may be thinking that the only group that you need to get people off your bus is if they're too... Too influential in a bad way, and they're not helping you go in the right way. But that's not all, the only place. So, for example, my 15-year mentor is no longer my mentor. He retired, and he's no longer doing the job, and and I don't probably need him at this point. In that sense, um, and so he's off the bus, and we're still friends, but that's okay. Um, but there's another way in which you may, if you're a, if you're a, we call them greens around here, if you're if you're a compassion person, if you're uh, you know you, you walked.
6: gestured at me like that was me.
5: I meant all of us, we call them greens. (laughs) Well, sensitive greenie. Anyway, so um, (laughs) she says she's not a green. Anyway, so uh, we talk about that in terms of people. So if you're a person who walks into a room and and you're at a party or something, and you can immediately spot the person who's hurting, you're a green. You're a compassion person. And compassion people try to save people. So they want everybody on their bus all the time. And the problem is not everybody wants saving. Not everybody wants help. I learned this early on. So I want people off the bus. It's not just peers. It's people that are behind you. You're trying to help. So we had a, a psychologist in our church. We're real small. And when you're small, you just, anybody walks in the door, you just, can I help? What can I do? Can I buy you a dinner? Uh, can I polish your shoes or anything? And, and so I was just really reaching out to people, trying, and, and there was one woman, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you this. I'm not making fun of anybody. She had a specific issue. Uh, she was um, severely anorexic, and she was in her 60s. And the psychologist observed this woman in our interaction week after week after week, and I was just trying my best to do something to help. And he finally looked at me and he said, you understand she doesn't want help, right? This woman's been in more therapy and more counselors, than, and, and she knows more about her illness than you do. She doesn't want to fix it. She just wants to take your time. And I thought, well, that can't be true. That can't be true. And he said, and furthermore, you keep doing this. And God will never be able to use you in a greater way as long as you keep stopping your bus, if you will. He didn't use that analogy, but that's the analogy. You keep stopping your bus to pick up every single person thinking you can fix them. You can't fix them. And I realize I can't fix everybody. Only God can fix everybody. And he can only fix those who want to be fixed. And so sometimes you got to just let people step off the bus who aren't going where you're going. I want to be like Jesus. And if your addiction is holding you back, I'm always going to be here, always going to love you, but I'm moving toward Jesus. I'm not stopping my bus to wait for you to get on board because you need, I need to be like Jesus. I'll be here, you know where I'm at, but I can't be stopping my bus all the time. And so... If you wanna become who God wants you to be, you need some people around you, you need some people behind you. Because, they, By the way, the difference between a bus driver, and because a lot of people just kind of cruise through life. I love the analogy of a bus driver because if I were driving a bus, I would take very serious where we're going and how we're getting there and how I'm driving because I have responsibility. And in our life, we have responsibilities, not just for me. We've been told it's about you, it's your life, do whatever you want. No, it's not. It is a life given to you by God with expectations because there are people, who need to be on your bus, who can follow you and come to know Jesus and spend eternity in heaven, okay? And so this, this is a part of the deal, all right? So the resources you get, I, that was, that's not even my talk yet. I'm gonna do my whole talk in two minutes, okay? Can you hang on two minutes? All right, here we go. You're gonna
2: have to talk fast. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I'll try. So here's the deal. Let me, let me give it another image. It's not the bus image. I'm sorry, guys, but this is a little different image. Here's the deal. They knew I was going to do this. They already discussed that I was going to do this.
2: We said, we, like, when we were doing the notes and stuff, we said, now we're going to come up with our talk, and then Doyle's going to do his talk. They're not going to be related at all, okay? Because we're going to give him the notes, and we're going to tell him this analogy, and it's going to be great, and he's going to go, uh-huh. Anyway, here's what we're really going to talk about.
5: <laughs> yeah, mine has to do with the Bible.
2: All right. So, So far, so far, your Bible has been a note holder. All right there, So Proverbs
5: 27, 20 <laughs> 17. It. It, this is the most familiar passage, but it, it's a great one. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. The reality is most of us want to go through with uh, jello and marshmallows all around us. We want everybody to agree with us. So everybody want to feel good about it. And we, nobody wants anybody to say, you're wrong. You're messing up. You're, you're screwing up. You're, you're not doing right. One of our elders one time, many, many, many years ago, who is one of the iron guys in my life, said to me, hey, what you did last week was not cool. I'm like, what? He goes, when you talk to Connie that way, that's not what a husband does. Excuse me? I'm bigger than you. I could hurt you. But this is a person who for the past almost 30 years I've invited in my life and said, speak truth to me. Tell me the truth. Now, when I met him, I thought he was a much nicer guy but the reality is if we're going to get where we're supposed to go we're going to need some people around us and not just yes men and women people who will tell us the truth okay now let me give you a quick analogy on iron sharpens iron while you're on the bus a
2: lot of sharpening of iron on the bus I, it's, that's what I think of when I'm on the bus
5: it's scripture I'm, I didn't find bus I looked up bus it wasn't anywhere
6: there's
5: an animal so, on his bus so anyway I just dropped my glasses now I'm blind uh, so anyway um so here's the deal, uh, this it, it iron sharpens iron. You just need some people around you who can kind of, you don't, so there's nothing worse than a dull knife. Most people get hurt, I do a little bit of woodworking stuff. Most people get help, hurt with dull tools. They hurt with dull tools. And what you want is razor sharp tools and they do exactly what they're supposed to do. And the way you do that is you sharpen them. Now, it's not enough to just get to be sharp. So the one and others in the Bible are about us as Christians, bouncing around together on the bus, taking off rough edges and becoming more well-rounded, if you will. But if you're gonna be something that really matters, someone that really matters, and specifically the way God created you, be, you're gonna have to move beyond just taking off the rough edges and get a really smooth and sharp edge. It's called a bevel. And you're gonna have to have that sharp edge. And the way that happens is iron sharpens iron, okay? You with me so far on my new analogy? We'll get back to the bus eventually. But here's what's interesting. I recently found out that when you're sharpening certain tools, you not only get a bevel for sharpness, but then you raise the tool up as you're sharpening a little bit and get a micro bevel. A micro bevel is right along the edge where it is just so super sharp, right there. If getting sharp is about iron sharpens iron. Let me read, this is found uh, again in Proverbs 27. Getting sharp, becoming useful to the kingdom, getting sharp, uh, that's, that is about iron sharpens iron. Listen to verse um, six of that same passage. Wounds from a friend can be trusted. You want to have a micro bevel. You want to you know why you're on this earth. You want to have the impact God intends for you. It's not just knocking off rough edges by being around other Christians. And it's not just even getting sharp, getting more focused and getting the right people in the bus. The it's about getting vulnerable with people and letting them wound you like my friend did so that I would have a better marriage. I would become begin to have a microbevel on who I was supposed both of those people that told me the psychologist that was in our church they said hard things. I didn't want to hear them. I thought I could fix everybody. I thought what I said to Connie was justified. That wasn't true. That wasn't true. And I only realized that because a friend wounded me in the moment. If we're gonna have the right people on the bus, in the right seats, We have to pick some in the seats closest to us to be vulnerable with, who can sharpen our skills and our focus and our ability to be who God wants us to be. So for me, this isn't just get better, friends. This is about whether you're going to accomplish your mission in life or not. Because without the people around you, in each of these categories, you will not accomplish what God wants you to accomplish at any stage in your life.
2: Cool. Will you pray for us?
5: I will, I will. Lord God, we... uh, oftentimes just kind of take what comes in terms of relationships. And yet, and we want to care for everyone. And yet, Lord God, if we're going to be exactly who you want us to be, if we're going to be who we're supposed to be, if we're going to impact our world the way you intend, there's some hard work has to be done. There's some serious sharpening has to be done. If we're gonna arrive at that destination of impact, some, some hard work is gonna be done, not only in our seat, but in the seats around us to help us. So Lord, I just pray right now that if anybody's struggling in any area of their life, that they would look at as one aspect of what might be happening there is their relational world. Do they have a team around them? Lord, if the last year hasn't taught us that we need people around us to support us, then we may never learn it. Now that we know it, help us to get specific. Help us to get strategic about the team around us so that we can become all that you've created us to be, impact the world in every way you've intended for us to and bring about some wonderful change in our communities, our families, our marriages and in this world. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: Amen. Hey, uh, a lot of us have been fasting for 21 days, and uh, some of us, this is ending right after this service. Yes, we're very excited about that. <laughs> and so we have some food and some uh, treats and stuff over there that you can um, grab, and it's uh, pretty cheap, so grab some of that or at the container, anything like that. And um, if you are new, make sure you stop by, you get a butter bar, or you're a returner, meaning you've come for the first time back after all the quarantine and all that, we wanna give you one as well. And Doyle, you know what I was thinking? <clears throat> that I need a butter bar. That, that's right. Um, if they're new, they don't get how we do our, you know, interaction and stuff. And so maybe we could just hug it out just so they know we're good. You know, like,
1: oh,
3: okay.
2: <laughs> have a great week, you guys. God bless.
0: We hope you enjoyed this message. And remember, we also have live outdoor services underneath our tent at Saturdays at 5 p.m. and Sundays at 9 a.m. You can always join us online at seacoastgrace.org or on our YouTube and Facebook pages to hear these
3: messages in real time.